East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I obviously am Les, and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki, how are you, Miss Leslie? Good to see you earlier this Good. week. Good. I know. It's nice to have a second episode this week. We told you guys in the last episode we were going to do this second episode just so we can get uh, the first four episodes of Ultimate Girls Trip out of the way because we felt they needed a little a little more talking than just consolidating it into one recap. Yeah, absolutely. You know, art has to be appreciated and we are Definitely. living in... We're living in historical Bravo moments because this is the first and only time we'll get to react for the first time to this iconic cast. And so I'm glad right. that you, I'm glad you you suggested let's do a consolidation because I'm like, all right, I, I trust you. I trust yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> we might as well. Okay, so we're going to start with episode one and Mario is going to take this one and tell us what happened. So let's let's get to it. Yas, the premiere episode. Now, if you do not watch all the cities, and first of all, how dare you? But um, we have a mixture of Potomac, Salt Lake City, Atlanta, and New York, and Miami. From Potomac, we have Candace and Giselle that are coming fresh from their season seven feud. Now, for context, after the season premiered, uh, Candace told us that this season was filmed after they filmed for season seven, but before the reunion was filmed. Right. So Candace hadn't seen everything that Giselle said in her confessionals. So I think that explains why Candace was going in with more open mind and trying to be not as combative as she was at her brilliant uh, performance in the reunion because we saw how that reunion went down. Definitely. Um, we also have bad weather from Salt Lake City. Heather Gay and Whitney Rose are also not on the best terms, and they also filmed mm -hmm. a few days after Jen Shaw pled guilty and before their reunion was filmed. You know, I wish they would have filmed after the reunions um, if they were going to send these girls, because now we have, like, it's like a weird parallel, or like a story. The story I arc, know. Like, it's just aired. It aired out of order. Um, right, because we already know me. what happened with... You know, we know what happened. So it's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely. know what happened. We know where they stand now. So it's weird seeing right. like a sort of, sort of like a prequel to the reunion. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta Peach, Mish Portia Williams officially stepped out of retirement. The gossip I heard is that Portia was added after Tinsley from New York City, uh, since Leah from New York City is on the cast mm -hmm. as well. Um, I heard that Tinsley was supposed to join Leah, but Le or Tinsley flaked on Leah, and that's when they called Portia. I mean, no shade to Tinsley. She never really bothered me, but I'm so glad she did because Portia has been gold on this trip. So oh, I'm definitely. So Portia's so funny. Hilarious. And last but not least, um, depending on who you ask, Miami besties Marisol and Alexia are accounted for on this trip with their cockies in hand. Um, now, what I thought was interesting is that this episode really set the tone for what this is going to be, because Miss Giselle from Potomac wasted no time stirring that pot and immediately everyone's skeletons, except hers, came out of the closet and... <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to season two of A Girl's Trip with Dorinda Medley and Camp and, and company. They did a great uh, job in that season as well. But definitely. just seeing how lavish this trip has been to the villa in Thailand is definitely next level because they are in a fabulous palace. 
Um, I thought it was funny that it took Whitney almost twice as long to hike up the road because oh she was God. lost. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been me. I'm not even going to laugh at her. That would have been me lost as hell. Just asking somebody, I mean, breaking every fourth <laughs> wall possible. Like I would have just sat down and cried be like, just oh let me know God. when it gets there because I have no idea. What but then we meet the star of the show. The fantastic concierge named Pepsi, who is going to be sitting there waiting on them ham and foot. I knew he'd be a fan favorite for the minute I saw him in that little trailer they showed us at BravoCon oh, yeah. in October of 2022. Yes. We, we got the trailer and immediately Pepsi's commentary was making the entire audience howl. I thought it was hilarious. He's so funny. Um, the producers on Peacock are amazing. They do a great job with their fun editing tactics. Uh, they feature scenes from every lady shows to contextualize their relationships heading into the trip. Mm -hmm. And I always, the, the reason I enjoy Girls Trip is that they, it's, it's fun to see them breaking the fourth wall um, because they acknowledge each other's shows. They acknowledge what they're on. Right. And right. I, I did laugh very loudly when Portia was bragging about her room and she's like, okay, bravo. Y'all really want me back. <laughs> right. I know. That was funny. <laughs> and the producer's like, this is Peacock. <laughs> right. It's not bravo. So, Remember, I mean, it's Peacock. At the end of the day, they're both owned by NBC. So I mean, exactly. it's just hilarious. Now, if you don't watch Potomac, you're really getting an idea of how Giselle is on her mothership show because she is wasting no time getting to it. I mean, Heather walks in, her bags ain't even on the floor, and Giselle's like, we got to talk about Jen Shaw. We got to talk about Jen Shaw. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. And so I think the reason this is backfiring for the audience, because I think the audience is on the same page, like that we're over it, is mm -hmm. because we already know how this all ended. You know what I mean? And right. so if they would have aired it before the reunion, if they would have aired it before season three and seven, respectively, then we would also be on the same page. Exactly. But because we all know that Jen Shaw is currently in prison, we all know that she pled guilty. Right. We know how we all know how Jizzy and Candace are feeling about <laughs> each other right now. It's like, well, we're kind of seeing a prequel for nothing. But I mean, it's still funny. Luckily for Giselle, Candace is feeling generous on the strip and she has decided to go in keeping the peace. Um, but I, I do wonder how long that'll last for. That well, yeah, because Candace is walking around telling all the new roommates to <laughs> warn them about her co-star because that girl, she's like, don't trust her. Um, we got our first group lunch and mm -hmm. Giselle makes Heather and Whitney attempt to talk out their unfinished business from season three. And at this point, it is the same fight about Lisa Barlow. And I say, I think I speak for all of us when I say we are completely over it because even Giselle got bored quickly and she made the lady stop fighting. Yep, I know. <laughs> Which for her, she's, she's like, let's table this because they just keep going back and forth. I know, um, like enough already. Nobody cares anymore. I know it was just another Giselle being Giselle because mm -hmm. then uh, at a dinner a few hours later, she does make the ladies play a game to stir up more trouble. They have to share their best and first worst impressions from day one. Right. Um, but uh, again, I don't think any of us expected anything less from Giselle because I sure did not. No. Um, watching the group on their first day is always interesting to me. I felt Alexia and Marisol were taking the most time to warm up to everybody else. 
Um, I think it's because they do yeah. have each other and they are, they're a bit more reserved. And, and they're very close with each other. It's not just like two castmates from a show. They're very close. And yeah, I they, think they're a little standoffish. They are a little standoffish, but if we watch the trailer, you see that um, this trip will definitely test their friendship. Oh yeah. Uh, I, because once you, it's, it, to me, it really showed, I'm like, okay, maybe they are close on the show, but how much time do they actually spend together um, right, when they're when not, they're not filming? filming? Because, because now that they're forced to be together, it, Alexia seems a little more put off by Marisol and it's just, um, it, it was, it gave me a little view of their friendship. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Marisol, she spends most of this episode sick. Uh, Pepsi's Thai cocktails aren't sitting right in her stomach. She just, she said she just needs a big glass of vodka and orange soda, and then she'll be good to go. Um, the scientific miracle that is Marisol admits <laughs> to only drinking water when she makes her coffee. I just was like, whoa. I know, like, and she barely eats. Just... Exactly. And my doctor friend, Fam, shout out to Fam, was watching this, and she's like, I really want to make sure she doesn't have an ulcer. I'm just like, fam, you better sit back and enjoy the show because she was like, there is something wrong with her if, if she's like having stomach cramps and whatever, whatever. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, whoo. Well, now, the way she described next, it sounded like an ulcer. It sounded like an ulcer. I've never had an ulcer. Let me knock me on neither. some wood. I don't know I what, know. They, I don't know what they feel like. I don't want to know what they feel like. I'm good. I think it feels um, like a hole in your stomach and where she was pointing to it, like here, like in your, you know, below your esophagus or whatever. I don't know. But that can, now, all that vibe cannot be doing her any good. I love a good hole like the next man, but I do not need to feel it in my stomach, honey. Let me no, no, no. Right now. No way. Gonna... <laughs> no way. No way. Any Real Housewife of Miami fan knows that Alexia and Marisol speak their own language of Spanglish. Mm -hmm. And at this dinner, Giselle got annoyed when Alexia and Marisol spoke to each other in Spanish. And that was sort of annoying for me as a native Spanish speaker. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't really know my trigger points because as we know in today's... Um, cancel culture era everybody's offended i like to believe right. i'm pretty easygoing i don't i don't usually get offended easily i talk a right. lot of shit so i don't really have a lot of room to get offended easily exactly but i notice notice watching this episode if i speak in spanish and someone tells me don't speak spanish around me i immediately was like excuse me I yeah. was like, I quoted, I quoted Marisol and I was like, I por favor, like you better not come <laughs> over here and tell me not to speak Espanol. So um, go ahead and then I'll, I'll oh, no. give my opinion about it. Absolutely. Giselle uh, says that she does it. No Spanish around here. Don't speak Spanish around here. Marisol does, or Giselle uh, does apologize, but Marisol didn't like that. Giselle thinks she could make rules for everyone. Alexia says she doesn't like that Giselle is asking so many questions simply to avoid talking about herself. That's probably to true. Me, when to me, when Alexia said that, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, we have somebody that watches the show or knows about right. Giselle being a producer because there's no way that Giselle, like, she knew that about Giselle if she didn't watch the show. Definitely not. She doesn't In know. My, she wouldn't know her well my, enough, like we all do. Exactly. Exactly. But what now, was your opinion that I could So like I'm from Miami. So I yes. am used to people speaking Spanish in front of me or speaking Spanglish. And I actually love Spanglish. And sometimes I might yes. even speak a little Spanglish myself. So it doesn't bother me at all. I think she was being ridiculous. 
This is their native language. That's what they speak. They weren't talking about her. She needs to slow her roll. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I have been in a position like at maybe one of my jobs back in the day where somebody was like, I don't like that you spoke Spanish in front of me, blah, blah. But it always is more, of, it says more about the person that's offended than me speaking my Spanish. Because Agreed. if you, and that's why Alexia, I love that Alexia told her like, listen, if I had something to tell you, I would tell you to your face. I'm not scared of you. So right. that's always been my perception or my direction too. It's like, um, have we met? Like, do you think I need to not say it to you like hello. right and how how would alexia and marisol even know if giselle spoke spanish they wouldn't or anybody else so that it, exactly. it just it held nothing with me it was G giselle reaching um now Definitely. heather heads into this trip needing a vacation it does feel like heather and whitney are excited that they are the girls that finally get to leave their mormon belt but i mean you know, to, again, for context, filming began just days after Heather learned about Jen's guilty plea. She's ready to have fun, but Giselle's questions just cut that short. Uh -huh. um, Heather is annoyed that Whitney is not getting as many questions as she is, even though Whitney was never the one that was ride or die for Miss Jen, as was Miss Gay. Right. Um, so obviously they're going to interrogate Heather for her of loyalty course. to Jennifer Shaw. and Because I think it was just, I, I know that Giselle's the one that's going to do the questioning, but nobody was really like offended by Giselle asking questions because we all had the same questions. As Everybody Giselle wants had. to it's know, like, of course, they're not going to be mm. offended. Je I mean, Heather might now, be offended, but everybody else wants to hear the answer. Now, speaking of bad Mormons, this was a bad look for Miss Heather because aside from her issues with Whitney, she did get off on the wrong foot with Miss Leah. Uh, when Leah from New York arrives, Heather does acknowledge Leah's sobriety, and then she says she almost wants to stay sober in solidarity to help Leah. But after a few of Pepsi's cocktails, Heather thinks she's trying to be funny, and she says she wants to get Heather drunk. And this is after Heather has admitted to reading her book and right. her addiction struggles. Heather calls this a challenge to get Leah drunk. Like it was such an awkward what joke an because I'm like, bro, like you, oh, I'm already sounding like, like Alexia and Marisol, but bro, like <laughs> bro. you do not like, bro, like, listen, if I know somebody is struggling, like, why would I like, why would you make a joke like that? Like that to me, it's like, you wouldn't, I, especially if you read the book and know that that would kill her. She can't do that anymore. It's not funny. Exactly. It's not a challenge it, it, for life. And if you're talking to like Sonia Morgan, fine. But this is somebody that's more cerebral and aware right. and acknowledging and everything. But right. I was just like, Ooh. like, I didn't blame Leah for being offended by that because it's like, okay, Heather, like, let's make a joke about your divorce or something. Right, I don't exactly. Know, like <laughs> right. I, Heather's, Heather's so weird. I don't know what it is, but definitely a what bad down. What a fall from grace from season one, because she was such a fun girl season one and almost everyone picked Heather as the person who gave them the worst first impression. Leah ultimately does forgive Heather once she apologizes for that stupid comment, but Heather does feel like a pile on is on her. Uh, Giselle doesn't like her, so no one can like her. Heather said in a confessional about herself. She said she feels a target on her back, but in Heather's words, she's also glad to just be getting attention. Um, what Pick made me side. 
I know what made me laugh or what made me cringe also is that Heather is very fangirl in this episode. It's yes. almost like throwing me. It's almost like I threw myself in there. I know. If I'm around these women. I am like live. It's like when we were at BravoCon mm-hmm. at the Gansomor roof, rooftop. Yeah. I was Heather Day. I was right. just staring at everybody. And I mean, you were all up in the mix. Let me just call it out. <laughs> you were you were chatting it up with Heather Dubrow. And let me name drop. Heather Dubrow said hi to you like she knew you. And all these people were like, hey, girl. I know I'm sitting back like oh my god these people are breathing the same room as me I'm like oh my god but you know I'm still thinking back to that thinking why didn't we stay there why did we leave we decided to leave we should have stayed like what what's wrong with us oh maybe they kicked us out (laughs) I'm like let's let's tell the real story we got kicked out (laughs) no I'm kidding no but it was just it was just Heather comes off so fangirl and she feels very much like like, I'm like, we need a more delusional housewife on this trip. I need, why didn't they send Lisa Barlow on this trip? Like, we needed somebody right. more delusional, someone who knows they're fabulous, someone who knows. Because when you're going to be around Giselle mm-hmm. and Portia, like, even Leah's narcissistic ass, like, these are women that are in their own category of, like, fabulosity and, like, delusion. Right. And so, I don't know if Heather... Yeah, I don't know if Heather and Whitney were the best choice from Salt Lake City, but I think if Jen hadn't been going to prison, they would have definitely upset Jen. So for sure, for sure. Um, the, another big takeaway that I got from watching this is that Portia Williams is a star. She is on more point than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since we saw Portia in the TV, as she put it, and I just honestly forgot how much I missed her. Like she comes off. And she says she's in an empowered place with her life and her man. And it really comes off authentic and believable. Mm-hmm. Um, Portia and Marisol made fast friends on their flight together to Thailand. And she just feels like a walking party. And no one made me laugh more than her in this episode. Like she, when Pepsi made a joke about, or not a joke, but Pepsi was talking about the spirit house. Right. She's like, I thought we were the ones renting this place. I don't need no spirits <laughs> up in here. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I know. Exactly. And then I did love that Portia called out Giselle for digging into everyone's business before even knowing their last names. I Portia know. tries to remember everyone's last name and she only comes up with <laughs> Heather Graham and Whitney Houston. <laughs> I know, Heather Graham. I was cracking up at that. I was like, I don't remember the last time I heard <laughs> Heather Graham's name, so... Um, she's just fabulous comedic relief. And the episode ends with Portia and Candace igniting some of the beef that fans expected was bound to happen between them. Overall, it was a solid premiere. We saw everybody's personalities. Um, cast chemistry is important. I do love this chemistry. So far, this is the third season in a row. Even season two, like there was a bit of a question mark with uh, Jill Zarin's presence with right. season two. But overall, the three casts, they've given us have been they've been a good mixture of chemistry like nobody's really like yeah I think so so far but I'm because I wondered about how this cast would be I didn't know how like Heather and Whitney would be yeah I wasn't too excited frankly when I first saw the cast picture I was just like man because they are showing us women that are on presently in a way that um feels too soon I don't know how to explain it. Like season one of Girls Trip had more OGs almost. Because you had Kyle, Ramona, Teresa. So it felt like a concept was there. And I think they're just learning as they go. But when I saw season three, I was like, okay, I mean, I guess. But then we saw the preview and the trailer was 
good. Oh my God. The trailer really was so good. good and they're doing a great job. And yeah. so, yeah, that's, that was episode one. Let's dive into episode two. If you. Okay. Could. So the episode begins with Leah. <laughs> I had to laugh at this. It starts off with her in the pool and she's on a raft. And I think she thinks she's going to fly over the infinity pool. Cause she jumps off the raft, like looking freaked out. I just laughed at that because I don't think she would have. Wait, was she not going to die? I I'm with her. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I thought, I thought she I was might die, die also, but I, I mean, I would think why would they put that there if it is going to fly off? Um, I don't know, but yeah, for sure. Anyway, so some of the ladies are having breakfast and talking about the day, which is a trip to an elephant sanctuary. And this trip, it Leah is hosting it. And she hopes the elephant's healing powers and calmness will rub off on the other ladies. And I'm thinking, don't hold your breath, sister. Marisol oh, claims no. she has no problem with drinking, but that she drinks for many hours. And so when she says this, I'm assuming that she means daily drinking for many hours. So that might actually be a problem. Uh, Leah is totally PMSing and goes to the spirit house and prays for sleep and patience. She hopes that she and Heather can get past what happened the day before. And Heather claims that she doesn't want to piss anyone else off. And I wish her luck with that because... There's I mean, no Heather, the only way she won't piss anybody off is if she just doesn't talk the rest of the time. She doesn't speak. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, so they find out that Candace is hosting a lady boy dinner that night. And a lady boy dinner or lady boys are what a drag show is called in Thailand. Um, Marisol still isn't feeling well, but decides that more cockies are where it's at. And I'm thinking probably not. But, you know, you do you, girl. I can't tell you She wants not to pile to it on. Right. She is testing that liver. Right. She really is. Uh, Candace <laughs> still isn't feeling 100% about Portia because of the comments she made on chat room about suing Monique for the down payment on her house. I did think that was kind of funny. It's even funny, it's but I'm... Probably not true. It was... I mean, to me, I don't even think Portia remembered saying that, but... I don't think she did either. Um... Yeah. And then Leah and Alexia chat on the way to the elephants and Alexia tells her all about Herman and Leah asks if he died during sex. And she <laughs> says that no, he did not die during sex. That was just a rumor that Adriana made up to start shit. Of course, uh, they arrive at the elephant sanctuary and the elephants are super cute, but I can already sense there's going to be a lot of screaming and freaking out here. They start with feeding the elephants, and Giselle makes the single most obnoxious sound that I have ever heard. And that is until episode four when she's having a massage, and we'll discuss that later. Uh, Good Lord. Candace, <laughs> Candace says this is probably why Giselle is single, because nobody wants to have sex with somebody that makes those noises. If Again, those are her sex noises, I mean, oh, listen, that was like... I was looking for a crow. I'm like, what is that noise? And yeah. but I, I sounds Candace, like a peacock. Candace That's what peacock sound like. Yeah. <laughs> she was representing the network. She's like, oh, I'm on peacock. Oh my god, that's like so true. They sound like <laughs> like like cats, like injured cats, peacocks. Like I thought when I first heard one, I'm like, oh my god, there's a cat somewhere, it, and it was peacocks. They're so loud. Um, you know, anyway, so they get into the muddy water with the elephants and then they tell them to pick up the mud and rub it onto the elephant because it's like sunscreen for them. Meanwhile, the elephants are also pooping in this mud. Um, so it's, they're actually picking up shit. I mean, it's pretty disgusting. Uh, and I've yeah, swam with pigs in the Bahamas and the pigs like 
poop in the water, like while you're in there feeding them. It's disgusting. Um, anyway, poor I sugars. Mean, are, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say these women are used to being in the mud, but this gives it a whole new layer of oh, yeah. poop shit. I'm good. Vile. I'm sorry. Like, no, I'll, I don't think I would have clocked out. No, no, it's so I'm gross. like, I'm clocking out. Y'all can penalize me for this scene. I'm not doing this. Excuse me. Right. I'm I mean, I'm this. sure it's like mostly mud, but I mean, you see them going to the bathroom in it. So <laughs> exactly. it's disgusting. So Portia throws a huge pile of mud at Giselle, which was pretty funny. Um, and then they realize that the mud is actually shit and begin to freak out and scream and run. After a shower mm. that looks like a very low budget car wash, they sit down to discuss lunch. And I'm laughing at the huge bottle of Hennessy on the table. <laughs> Who did they think was going to drink that whole thing? Portia they were ready. To, I know. She attempts to suck the cork out of a bottle of Whispering Angel. Clearly, this is not happening because you can't suck a cork out of a bottle of wine, even if you're Portia. Uh, Leah asks all the ladies what their best and worst experiences about being a housewife are. And Candace answers that one of her worst is social media. And Giselle gives her shit because she said she brings it on herself. This is true. I mean, it's true. She gets out there and she starts up with people. Remember? She, <laughs> remember, remember when I mean, she Andy said called something her a... about he who must not be named? I know! <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> exactly if you know you know it was right. and it was aired on fucking it was aired on the show i think i was like oh, oh my god, god it was so funny she, used, but, she but, has calmed down in recent years but when she first came on the scene back in like season three four and five that's oh yeah. when she was ruthless i would never want to go against her like i would just mama business I'm no. just like, let me not say anything and andy I'm did good. call her out in the reunion he told her you know, you're. She said, left. "You are a disaster." He's like, right, "You are a, a disaster, disaster on Twitter," and she exactly. goes, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Alexia decides that she's going to pat herself on the back and says that her best experience on The Housewife is that no other franchise has made a comeback after eight years. So, cheers to them. Okay. I don't know if that was really a a bragging point. You know what I, I mean? Don't like think it, it was. Because I never thought Miami would come back. And even when it did come back, I wasn't too excited until I saw it. Because yeah. for me, if listen, if you're an OG like us, we lived through Miami in real time. Season right. two was the only good one. But one and three were kind of meh. And so that's why I'm like, Alexia girl, like that's not really something to... Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't understand how from, that's but. like her best moment. It's always something, you know, why she's the best. Uh, Portia tells us Portia tells us that one of the most raw moments for her is when she had postpartum depression after the birth of her daughter and she had to film through it that probably was super hard I can imagine Um, Marisol talks about Mama Elsa and we are treated to some fun flashbacks I loved Mama Elsa she was Uh, I loved her too she was such a comedic relief and she really was a star yeah but I never realized that all that was from filler I thought it was from bad surgery she lets us know that all that was from her putting filler in her face. That's no, that's weird. fucked up. Like, I, I, I don't think, you know, what's fascinating about Marisol on Girl Strip mm-hmm. is that we're seeing a difference. Like, when they were preparing in episode one, we saw her stepkids. She right. mentioned how she couldn't have kids. And I'm yes. like, we're seeing all this personal life to Marisol that we never did on Miami. So it does give her, like, a full 
view of her. She's not just, right. I mean, in addition to being some cocky, cocky loving girl, she is actually very open. So good for right, her. Right, exactly. But yeah, um, Mama, Els- Mama Elsa's filler was such a detriment because they showed that before picture and I was like, oh, okay. Oh my God, she was so pretty. She really did look like Sophia Loren. Like really, She's so like, pretty. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so where was I here? Uh, okay, so uh, Leah talks about the last season of Roni and how she had to film at Ramona's while her grandma was dying. She says that nobody would let her leave. And honestly, nobody is buying this, especially Whitney, who has the same production company. And then she tells us that she ended up in a hospital for her depression because it was so bad from not being there when her grandma died. Um, And they discuss also how people don't treat them like human beings, just characters on TV, which is completely true. Guilty. (laughs) I know I'm guilty too, but like I try anymore. Like I remember when I had first tweet about them, I would make comments about their appearance. And then I was like, you know what? I I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. So I'm going to leave how they look out of it. Unless it's like an ugly outfit, the clothes I can. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, we can make fun of their outfits. Like Heather's confessional look on this season, on this season. Oh my God. I'm like, oh why God. is she wrapped in a freaking curtain? I don't know what the hell it's that like is. It's like a pillowcase but... with like a drape. <laughs> what is that? You so know, you Fathers. know, <laughs> you know, you have failed if you are sharing a city with Giselle and you are the worst dress. Like, come on. Oh my God, like so true. Giselle is the one that should have been the worst dress. <laughs> and here we go. Heather Gay had to be like, I'll, I'll take care of this one. Yeah. Here, hold my beer. Um, anyway, after a successful visit, they head back to the villa and Candace reveals that she and Chris are not in a great place right now. And they actually spoke about divorce before she came to Thailand. Uh, Marisol reveals that she did want to have kids, but she was unable to due to a problem with her uterus. Um, they return Mm. to the villa and Portia asked Pepsi to find them some KFC. She wants original recipe chicken, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, and coleslaw. That sounds really good. I have not eaten lunch yet. I was going to say, I have not heard KFC in hella long. Like, we should. Um, you know, pe- you know, uh, Portia. Today. Maybe Portia got a kickback because I'm like, you know what, Portia? That's a good idea. Let me go get some KFC Yeah, then now. they showed it. Like, in a, in a later episode, they show them eating KFC. Uh, absolutely. So Whitney and Heather talk when they get back, and they agree that they love each other at least to each other's faces. The confessionals were a mm-hmm. whole other story. Heather thinks because Witt's husband lost his job, being a successful housewife became life and death as she is now the sole breadwinner. She thinks that this is the reason Whitney created all the drama with her last season. But Whitney says Heather is only concerned, concerned with what the world thinks of her now and has become a shell of a person. That's deep. Uh, they agree to move forward, but I'm honestly wondering how long that'll last. And as we see later, it doesn't last long. Um, everybody sure gets ready for the lady boy dinner. Uh, Candace and Giselle put their grills in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, st- well, Marisol is still in terrible stomach pain. It takes them to get, it takes about 15 minutes to get down the driveway in their heels, except for Marisol, who is the only smart one wearing slippers. I mean, why wouldn't you just put some flip flops on just to walk down the driveway? I, I exactly. would kill You're myself. On the, yeah. I mean, that's You're dangerous. On vacation. Yeah. So they arrive at the dinner where Candace gives them all lady boy names, which are as follows: Candace is Petty Labelle, Giselle is Shanita Man <laughs> with two N's, <laughs> Alexia is Havana White, 
Marisol is crystal ball as a nod to Mama Elsa. Heather and Whitney, because they are the bad weather cousins, are snow right and snow wrong, respectively. Although I think it should have been backwards because I think that Heather is snow wrong more than Whitney is. Uh, Leah, because she converted, is Judy-ism. Portia is Shatika-man. And Portia oh. calls Candace his name for her dollar store shade and that you can't steal a man if he is already free. It is what would be your drag name? Mm, I don't know. I'll have to think about that and get back to you on it. I don't know. I need, I need a... a I- I am just sitting here like, what is my drag name? I've made jokes in the past about my drag name. I think I've made like, oh, I just drew a blank, but I was laughing at Candace's names uh, in the confessional because she's like, Giselle could have been Earthritis. I know, I know. She came <laughs> up with some good she, ones. And then she called her Rude Paul. I was like, okay, Rude Paul is a good <laughs> I one. I know, but... I liked that too. I don't know, I'll have to think about oh, your, that. What mine could be like something... Mine could be something classic like Amanda hug and kiss. <laughs> something stupid, something, something like that. Yeah. But um messy less, less mess. <laughs> <laughs> Today for sure. Can't get a word out. For sure. Less, um less less mess. Oh my god. Anyway, they discuss micro penises next. And Leah says that all men should have to tell their penis size on dating apps. Can you imagine the lies that would come out? I can see candy exactly. right now. The lies. A, the lies. The lies. <laughs> the lies. Men already lie. Listen, they already lie. As someone who is on Leah's side on some side in some regard, yeah. like, yes, I do need to make sure that you're not carrying around a two-incher. But <laughs> if you ask a man, you need to measure your penis before. I mean, they're going to lie to you. And men already, like, mismeasure already like I've done the work I've done the research I have evidence to support this so the idea that a man's gonna be truthful like when he puts his people like they already lie about their income we already lie like listen I identify as one but I know that we are garbage we are the shit that we these women throw at each other all right like there's been and listen some women don't need a micro or like some women don't care about the penis I I can't relate but some women actually don't care (laughs) so i mean i just i just pictured all the fake all the fake data on there good for you now so so the ladies sit down for dinner and candace asks if the show has negatively affected anyone's relationship and they agree that it has been hard on their relationships Portia explains how she ended up with simon and even though the streets as candace says said she stole someone's man Portia says she wasn't friends with Fallon. The show brought her on, and that's how she met her. We also learn that Fallon cheated and got pregnant with somebody else's baby, and that Portia only slid into his DMs after his divorce to Fallon was announced just to send her best wishes. And after that, he Girl. slid back in, and the rest was history. Come on. She now. slid into the DMs not only to send her best wishes, but to say, I'm available. I know hey. there's an opening on your payroll. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, she claims she made I him think, show the divorce papers, but they weren't even signed. So what was the point of that? I know. And I did agree with Portia that she was never friends with Fallon because that was clearly a producer concocted uh, friend of when they brought her on. And Fallon was boring on the show, which is not relevant, so but just boring. a fact. Yeah. And so when I heard that they got together, mm-hmm. I wasn't as judgy um, 
I don't care. Like a like all of Twitter was reacting like they did when Ariana and Tom and no, Rachel. No, they but weren't even friends it, like that. that. Come on. Exactly. That's the difference here. It's like okay, listen. Like this is not the same as Scandal. Like this is just somebody that's all. hooking up with the rich. And I mean, you if know, it had been like Cynthia happened. Bailey's husband, that's a different story. You <laughs> know. <laughs> exactly. Completely different. Okay, so anyway, Alexia claims that she would walk away from the show if Todd was unhappy about it. Do you buy that? Liar. Yeah, liar, liar. Sure don't. Liar face. Liar face. Liar face. Anyway, Giselle asks her about Herman, and Leah is so put off by this. I mean, like, ridiculously so. (laughs) She is all, I heard this story already, and Alexia is on a loop. And then she tells the girls to order shots and get drunk because she is so bored. And Marisol is horrified about this because she said that it's a fascinating story. Marisol calls her out and says, you just said you were bored. And then Leah says, don't try and get me in a fight with Alexia just because your stomach hurts and you're in a bad mood. It's not my fault. You're drinking vodka every morning. And the episode ends. I mean, I do agree that the story or Alexia's life story is interesting but when you've heard it like 17 times it's kind of like okay okay but I mean um, like impatient though I thought yeah Leah was being messy and and she might have been bored because she already heard it in the car and she's talking in circles but ultimately it's like you know right let's just uh let me just kill her moment and if you want to kill Alexia's moment just call her boring because she's a star (laughs) oh my god she was born a star oh good lord (laughs) but it was so so funny well let's take a quick little two second break and then we'll come back with three and four we will be back hey everybody welcome back uh we've just discussed the first two episodes of real housewife ultimate girls trip season three and now we were on to episode three mario take it away we are back with episode three now it's interesting to note that as leslie said the show ended or episode two ended with leah uh, and Marisol bickering. Leah tells Marisol, don't get mad at me because all you do is drink vodka. And it's really, you know, her showing her blunt side is really showing her new roommates why she was never, well, she was really a fan favorite her first season, but not presently. The episode picks up at Candace's Ladyboy dinner. Um, if you really thought that dinner was a disaster, then wait till you see what happens during the yacht trip from hell. <laughs> it was amazing television. Um, now, Thailand is really, um, now while Girls Trip Thailand is really a show of its own, Giselle and Candy Gal are really bringing their classic Potomac sparkle to the show. Candace treats us to a performance of Drive Back Live with these ladyboys. Uh, the ensemble, including Candy Gal in a huge loofah dress, had never practiced <laughs> together, and despite a few hiccups, they did do good. Portia Williams says she put on a performance of a Thailand, (laughs) Um, which I thought was hilarious. And Portia can be messy, but she's always appropriate for a hilarious confessional. So funny. Now, the performance was cute. Uh, Later on, they go on their yacht trip. Jizzy and Candice is season seven drama comes up. 
Candace complains to her new friends that Giselle is a liar. She cited Chris Bassett drama of it all. Um, they show a few flashbacks of season seven premiere where Giselle tells Candace that she was uncomfortable. We get to rehash all of that. Candace gets Leah so fired up about her beef that even Leah refers to Giselle as neck in one of her neck. confessionals. <laughs> um the two, uh, Giselle and Candace, agree to disagree, probably because they know and we know that it'll be hashed out endlessly on Potomac. Uh, regardless, watching the other ladies uh, throw down like the veterans they are was pretty fun. Uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City girls, take notes, girls. This is how you argue on these shows because they were giving us a nice performance. Now, in episode two, I do feel Leah put a target on her back by saying that she was, quote, bored by Alexia's life story. Oh, yeah. In particular, Gis Giselle and Portia are done with Leah acting like she doesn't want to be involved with the trip. Um, when Pepsi dropped them off at the yacht, Portia was like, do you want to go back with Pepsi? <laughs> so they asked her, like, oh, he's leaving. He's leaving. He said, don't, don't miss the car. Right. Uh, to summarize, uh, Leah thinks it's ridiculous that the ladies are coming at her because she said she was bored. Giselle is particularly mad that Leah wanted the ladies to do shots so they can be more, more entertaining, which prompts uh, Leah's memory to remember that Marisol Patton had texted her before the trip and said she wished that Leah was actually still drinking. Um, ultimately, I feel like this text wasn't addressed enough. In my opinion, they sort of just touched on it really quickly and moved on. Mm -hmm. But they also ignored the fact that Portia called Marisol Marcel. <laughs> Marcel. Giselle looked at Portia like her name is Marisol, not Marcel. Marisol, not Marcel. Marisol. I por favor es Marisol. <laughs> now I do want to give, <laughs> I do want to give Leah the benefit of the doubt for being the only sober person in this group because it cannot be easy um especially at moments on the yacht especially like moments on the yacht when heather gay is sitting there bragging to leah about how if her alcoholic friend tells her she wants to drink she will be the friend that's gonna i know to them again I'm sitting there like, like bro like you are wow. when I mean, Heather really means it, ride or die. Like she wants to her friends to die for her, apparently. I, I, I guess that's how she <laughs> I guess that's what ride or die means. It's like, okay, you want to die? Let's kill you, it's girl. The worst. Now, Candace is there to stand up for Leah. She tells the other girls that they're bullying Leah for simply expressing her feelings. Um, Candace ends up fighting Leah's battle for her when Leah goes to take selfies in the hot tub as they're fighting, which I do have to say was pretty <laughs> iconic. I'm like Go, girl. Go get your selfies on. Like, why are y'all fighting here? In the end, though, Leah does make it through the trip without going overboard. So that's a win for her. Leah and Candace establish an alliance. And it does look like they plan on taking Portia down a few notches in the future episodes. Um, all I know is that I do agree with Candace. Uh, after this trip, every single one of these girls do need to go to therapy ASAP. Oh, yeah. Now, I do wanna I do wanna point out that. Leah was the one that started the mess both times. So I don't mm -hmm. agree with Candace's assessment that Leah's now being bullied. Like to me, that's me not neither. what bullying is. Like, no. It's that word, bully, bully, bully. Like y'all use that, that word so freely. Yes. Yes. Overused and, West, and not used properly. Here at East and West, we are in disagreement that the word bullying belongs on these shows, unless it's 
obviously blatant, which in this case, mm-hmm. to this point in history, it has not been. No. So um, anyway, I just needed to get that off my chest. Yeah. Heather and Whitney call a truce. Um, allegedly in episode two, as Leslie allegedly. told us, they did call a truce in Thailand, but it all came crashing down on this yacht. Let me tell you. Um, Leah, in an attempt to just get the shit off her back, brings up a shady moment involving these bad weather cousins. Whitney was talking shit to Leah about Heather, saying that it's hypocritical for Heather to write a book called Bad Mormon, but refusing to take her name off the Mormon roster like Whitney did. Mm -hmm. This causes Heather to snap. She reveals that Whitney didn't even succeed in getting her name off the roster and the priesthood wouldn't, quote, release her. Heather also thinks it's unfair for Whitney to shame her, considering Whitney left the church long before Heather did. So she's further along in this little journey. Mm-hmm. Now, Heather does, or Whitney does point out that the Mormon church uses this roster when they lobby for bills or buy property. So remaining on it is still some form of support. That's crazy. Um to me or i did not know that they do that like me i didn't either. know that they used the roster for like evidence and stuff so uh-uh. i kind of this is one of those both sides agreements where mm-hmm. heather's like i don't agree with the church so why do i need it to be so official but it means more to whitney to not be on this roster for all the points so i mean i can see right. both sides and as Leah and Candace remark, Catholics might be crazy, but these Mormons are next level with their rules. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm like, agreed. I was raised Catholic and we didn't have to do all this. So, I mean, listen. No, that's um, nuts. Sorry if Mormon, you're Mormon. I don't mean you're nuts. I shouldn't say that, but it, it's a lot. Yeah, if you're Mormon, um, I'm sorry too. <laughs> don't i have nothing else for saying that (laughs) please don't cancel me i don't even think mormons watch these shows i mean no probably not okay please don't cancel me i'm sorry mormons (laughs) i'll pray i'll 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 do a hail mary anyway okay (laughs) i'm anti-moron we're anti-morons um whitney does acknowledge what she said was wrong and it was probably for a quote shady moment on the show which pisses heather off even more because now she feels her friend slash cousin is talking shit about her to impress mm-hmm. these new girl strip girls and portia and giselle might be egging whitney on but they do agree that whitney is throwing her cousin under the bus for a tv show um alexia and marisol then summarize uh when they speak to the yacht staff about the american woman being crazy Elect or Marisol goes, don't say American women, say women from Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Because these people are like, oh, so you guys are just crazy. Oh my God. And now we are treated to round 2000 of the black eye. When that black (laughs) eye came out, I'm like, oh my God, here we go again with the black, which is why I, which is why I say what I said, like they should have aired this before the other cities or the seasons aired because now it's like we know. But anyway, the uh, girl strip ladies are over Heather's ambiguity about the uh, black eye. As soon as it comes up, Heather uh, theorizes that she either hit her head on a bathroom cabinet or was elbowed while roughhousing. Roughhousing? Okay, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> okay, roughhousing. I, I don't, I've never roughhoused with my friends. Like, I can't even, like, I can't imagine roughhousing. What, what are they doing? Not enough. Not enough to end with no big old black eye, but I love Giselle. This is some shit I would say. She said, I'm telling everyone Jen, Jen punched you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, Giselle's like, let me get to a conclusion here. Let me get to an ending. Giselle punched you. 
Um, Portia and Alexia don't understand why the black eye is such a big deal. Um, I did love when Whitney was sitting there talking and Portia goes, so what, Whitney? So what? <laughs> I know. That was great. <laughs> Which is literally how we all felt. But we all must point out that none of them had actually seen the black eye. So I think no. that's really why Portia and Alexia don't really understand why it's they, a big deal. Right. Exactly. Um, it's obvious to everyone that Heather's protecting Jen by playing stupid and the black eye, but at the end of the day there, nobody really cares. It did give us some rare comedic moments on this crazy ass yacht trip. Next up, we're treated to Marisol and Alexia handing out maracas as part of their Cuban inspired <laughs> yacht ride. And Marisol warns Heather that it's going to give everybody a black eye. <laughs> They're going to start beating each other funny. up with these maracas. Uh, Por uh, Portia then theorizes that someone must have came into Heather's room in the middle of the night and punched her while she was asleep. And she hopes that the, not, that doesn't happen to her while she's in Thailand. <laughs> I, I really Portia. think that, I know, it really solidified though this season or this episode is that we're just watching fans of the show film mm -hmm. together because yep. Heather's fangirling at every moment. She's giddy watching Candace Lee and Giselle fight in the yard. She's uh -huh. in the in the yacht. She's like, I love watching this. I'm watching the greats <laughs> go at it. Yep. Portia then mentions that housewives and boat rides don't mix and we got flashbacks of the boat rides. Um and it just really adds another layer of chaos to the show, just watching them go at it and watching yep. them like be fans about each other. Um Another fan moment that I thought was funny was when Giselle and Candace are arguing over their drama and Candace accuses Giselle of wanting to make her husband look like Michael Darby and Alexia has no idea who Michael Darby is. And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm, I, I envy anybody that doesn't know who Michael Darby yeah. is. And Marisol whispers and she says, Michael is Ashley's husband who cheats on her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting what there like, okay, yeah what a description just short and dry to the point and i love any you know i love anyone who watches real housewives so it does make it better when the women themselves are self-proclaimed fans and that was episode three it was a great crazy boat yard or boat ride from hell but the episode flew by for me i thought it was hilarious i, me too. I think i didn't it was just hilarious and yeah i thought it was great too and they should know by now not to do boat rides on these shows Exactly. I mean, is this they the, never go well. I don't think, I don't think I wrote it down. But is that the episode where Candace wore her big ass hat, or is that episode four? She did wear that on the yacht. She wore the the hat. Oh my on god! The yacht, I believe I didn't. I don't think she didn't wear it in. I don't think she wore it in four. It was, I no, I think it was episode you, three. Yeah, so it was definitely on the. Boat, I completely. Yeah. Shout out to that hat. I want to wear a hat that big. I love extra. I love just walking around with something that huge i thought it was hilarious i oh i God. tweeted candace i tweeted her i was like i need your hat displayed at the next BravoCon museum because <laughs> that definitely. is it's iconic yeah it's instantly yeah. iconic i'm like I it needs love to it. be there for sure all right so let's move on to episode four and this one is titled dangerous games uh pepsi who i love greets Alexia and Marisol and lets them know that today is Portia's day and it will be a Thai barbecue. Um, Leah and Candace talk about the previous night and Leah says she's feeling better. Candace admits she's exhausted from the drama, which she compares to a soap opera. She says the only difference is that one has a script. That's not them, but I'm sure they have a little script in their minds. 
Uh, at that a point, the, right at that point, the producers make a Days of Our Wives opening, which I thought was really funny, and has them like in different dramatic poses with their names under it. it. That cute. was cute. I love the editing on on the Peacock girls trips it's just really great so funny um and then alexia marisol heather and leah sit down to breakfast and they tell heather that the heaviest conversations going on are between her and whitney and leah says whitney told her to watch out for heather heather is pissed and said whitney's shit talking is doing irreparable harm to their relationship Portia and Giselle join the group and Portia lets us know that due to bad weather, her excursion is canceled. So they're going to do a day of massages and team building games. Oh, I'm sure that will go well. Meanwhile, mm. I mean, in Whitney's room, she fills Lisa Barlow in on the phone. She's FaceTiming with her. <gasps> and Heather, meanwhile, is discussing what happened with Whitney with Portia. Lisa tells Whitney that Heather is just pissed because she got caught in a lie and was exposed. Whitney admits that she has gratitude for Heather bringing her into Housewives and says she doesn't owe her a sense of blind loyalty, which I agree. I'm not a fan of blind loyalty. Not if it's something like so bad. But you know what's interesting about uh, what's interesting to me about Whitney making that statement is that mm -hmm. Heather has made the same statement uh, regarding her relationship with Lisa because Lisa brought Heather into Housewives right. and she felt that she you know, she felt that Lisa. So what Whitney feels about Heather is what Heather feels about Lisa. So right. at, the, at the end of the day, they all need to remember that they can, they're all expendable and that they can all get fired. Yeah. At <laughs> like, any moment. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. So y'all need to stop acting like you're the owner of these shows here, honey, I because know, Andy I Cohen know. will be like, okay, I'm, bye I'm bye. bored with you. Let yeah. me, let me. <laughs> Exactly. Bye. But that's loyalty. All this loyalty. But anyway, it's too much loyalty. Anyway, while Portia talks to Heather, she asks how long it's going to take her to get her name off the Mormon church roll and when she applied to do so. Heather admits she hasn't done that because she doesn't care. Her heart, her money, herself don't go to the Mormon church anymore. And at this point, Portia is a little confused and then says, Wait, I thought you applied to get your name off the roll. And Heather says, Well, eventually. I'm sorry, but Heather cannot keep her lies straight. Like, just tell the truth. I mean, and at this point, I don't think Portia knows what to believe. That's when Portia says, you're not a bad, you're a bad liar, not a bad Mormon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so Leah feels a special bond with Candace because she is the only one who stood up for her on the yacht. Um Heather FaceTimes Jen Shaw, who doesn't answer, which I thought was funny. Thank God. I yeah. know. The girls all get their massages together in the yard, which I thought was interesting. It's like a group massage. Um, Candace mm -hmm. asks if they're in a brothel with all the sex sounds going on. And that is Giselle once again making bird noises. I don't know if Giselle was doing that on purpose, but I mean, if you want to ruin the moment or any sense of erotery, then nope, put Giselle I playing mean. because those those noises were in nightmare inducing. It's like you're How are you supposed to relax. Sleep. Yeah, exactly. I don't even like. Uh, -uh. I've done. Have you done a group massage before? No, I don't love a massage. I don't really like a massage. I, I don't like laying. I don't like a massage exactly like my best friend took me once and we went in together and yeah i had a i was so i was uncomfortable i was sitting there in my underwear and my friends yeah, in her panties like and, bra, and i'm just like 
I'm like, I felt so vulnerable and exposed. And I'm just like, why am I in my underwear if nothing's going to happen? Like, where's the hot man? Like, I mean, but, and then I just, and then I couldn't even moan. Like, if I was free to moan, I I didn't feel comfortable. weird moaning. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess I can appreciate um, Giselle moaning just because she's liberating her inner (laughs) orgasm. But I am too self- God. I'm- I'm too self-conscious to be sitting there moaning in front of my best friend, let alone complete strangers. I know. And um, I can't, I don't, I don't like like a deep tissue massage. It makes me feel sick to my stomach. I like like a fake hot stone massage. Mm. That's fine. That's about all I can handle. That's fine. Anyway, so the ladies sit down for lunch after the massage, which involves them cooking their own food on the table. Um, And Leah says it's all soaked in pork oil and she doesn't eat pork so she's gonna starve i've never heard of pork oil being like food being soaked in it but okay i mean i saw shellfish and like other stuff i'm jewish i eat pork i sorry i personally don't like i would have just starved because i'm not gonna go to dinner and cook my own food like i hate my friend jojo took my friend jojo took me to this fabulous restaurant and he showed me the menu and we get there and I order a steak and they bring me like the plate <laughs> came back in minutes. So I thought, oh, well, this is a fast turnaround time. They bring me a raw ass piece of steak. They tell me where the grill is. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, Wait, you have to I have get to up get up and grill it somewhere besides. I am. Table? Exactly. I'm dead serious. There's like a barbecue, big ass barbecue pit in the middle of the restaurant. It's all steamy and stinky. That's so and I'm just weird. like, okay. I'm sitting there and Jojo's like, we're here for the experience. And I'm like, fuck this. I worked all week and I'm going to go to somebody's restaurant and cook my own steak. And I don't even cook. Like, I don't like to cook. I'll cook because I have to. And you're going to go to a restaurant and cook? Yeah. And cook. And I've never cooked a steak before. Like, I don't know how the (laughs) fuck I'm supposed to look. Like, how long? So I'm sitting there. I feel like I'm doing homework. Like I'm Googling how long each steak is supposed to sit on each side. And I don't want like, I'm, and then Jojo's laughing. He thinks it's fun. And I'm just like, this is not fun to me. Like, uh, I don't want to work all week and then live like I'm homeless. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, really? Like I left my house. For That's this, really but. funny. Cause I think Kramer had that idea on Seinfeld, like to, I have yeah, a barbecue no. restaurant p- where people made their own steaks. Now we have a restaurant called Drunken Dragon, which is kind of like what they were doing at the table with the little grills, like right on the table. And the last time I went there and cooked my own food, I forgot about it and it burned. So, cause I was too busy running my mouth and I'm like, Oh shit, it just burned dinner. See, I, and if I, I go really, out, I'm not I'm, cooking. Exactly. That's to be, that's the point. Like we paid all this money to do it ourselves. And then I'm like, do I even, like do I tip at this point like what are the rules here like I'm cooking my own fucking steak now I'm all mad now I'm mad like I'm gonna text Jojo right now and be like remember the time you made me cook my own fucking steak like that's funny but anyway what if if I'm more triggered by cooking my own steak than by somebody telling me not to speak (laughs) Spanish because this is just enraging like I think I had blocked it off of my head oh Oh, my my god God. never never again at lunch, anyway. Candace, uh, well, Candace tells Portia she needs to talk to her while crying. And Portia makes fun of her in her confessional. She rehashes the <laughs> Monique fight and asks Portia why she went on Bravo's chat room saying Candace was suing Monique for the down payment on her house. She goes on to say that it was hurtful considering they didn't know each other. And Portia claims that she just heard it and was just repeating it. 
Candace says it was defamatory and she never sued her. I don't think like in their contracts, they're not allowed to sue each other. I don't think as far as I know. I no, mean, I I, once they get off yeah. the show, I think they can. Um, Giselle chimes in and she says she defended her, but Candace doesn't believe it or appreciated it or appreciate it. I, don't I know. mean, I think Giselle wasn't defending Candace as much as she just hates Monique, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. to me, that's, that's true. I think that's why Candace knew better than to even think it was ever authentic. But right. She that she was like me. having her back. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. anyway, meanwhile, Portia's team building games begin and each team has a city name except hers and Leah's because they're from two different shows. So she names it poor Leah. <laughs> poor, poor Leah. Um, so the first Flickable. game begins with the ladies wearing elephant suits. And yes, you heard that right elephant suits mm -hmm. and they're throwing a ball I, over some kind of small net like teeny tiny volleyball i didn't i didn't recognize yeah. the game so i don't know uh candace just hangs yeah. out in the back worried about breaking a nail that would be me mm. that would be me exactly me too yeah um, i'm with candace and then team miami and poor leah win and the next game called tiny hands involves eating with tiny hands which Potomac wins because, as Giselle says, Candace has the biggest mouth. Uh, Scooter <laughs> Chewit is next. And this game is ba basically truth or dare, except if you don't answer the question truthfully, you have to eat a scorpion. I mean, what the fuck? Nope. That's I, I am not. Nope. Never. I don't no. care what it tastes like. And those things look lethal. They look poisonous. They, they kill look you. like, uh-uh. No way. No way. And then if Pepsi, if Pepsi, if poor Pepsi has to clarify, just don't eat the part that might kill you. I'm good. Like, don't bring me some. I wouldn't. Not only do you it. have me cooking, y'all have me out here cooking my own food, and now you're bringing poisonous shit to the table as like a punishment for not doing your stupid truth. Like, nah, have you always I'm been good. taught to I'm stay good. away from scorpions? I mean, exactly. God. I've eaten a chocolate covered cricket once. I mean, that's, that's not like fair. poisonous. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't, it was just like kind of crunchy, but whatever. Anyway, Alexia is up first in this game of spew it or chew it. And she, as Portia asked her to rank her three husbands in bed. She ranks Todd first, obviously, followed by baby daddy and then Herman. Uh, other notable questions include who Giselle thinks would make the least money on OnlyFans. And she says Marisol because Marisol wouldn't understand it. Agreed. Okay. Uh, she asked Leah who should come back for the legacy spinoff and who shouldn't. And Leah opts to eat a sport scorpion and the girls are shocked, but Leah says she doesn't want to be negative. I'm sorry, but I'd be being negative. Sorry. Exactly. And that's not me. To me, it's not negative to give an opinion. Like I to mean, give an opinion of what you think about your show. I mean, whatever. She, sh or she should have just said herself. So I wouldn't eat the damn scorpion. I know. I know. Or Ramona who like every, Everybody knows she hates Ramona. So, I mean, the girls all freak out. But Whitney says, uh, oh, wait, excuse me. I'm sorry. Portia asks Whitney to name three times that Heather has lied on camera. Um, the girls all freak out. But Whitney says that's between Heather and her. And she wants to talk to her about it and not be put on the spot. So another scorpion down. But Whitney says that eating the scorpion is showing Heather that she is still her friend by not calling her out. Okay, that lasts really long, as we'll get to soon. Um, in Heather's confessional, she says that that's not enough, that she's already called her out and that she either needs to be a friend or be a villain and be real 
which I'm sorry is really rich coming from her, who obviously does not have a good relationship with the truth. Heather is exactly. up next. And she obvious, obviously the question is who gave her the black eye? She eats a scorpion and Portia says, you know what's so funny? You said you didn't know, but obviously, of course you know. Of course she knows how she got the black eye. Unless she was just that oh, shit. This... I don't care about the black, black eye. eye anymore. Uh-uh. So Whitney says that she thinks Jen definitely did it, then goes on to say in her confessional that it's most likely Heather protecting Jen. And Heather is like, there's nothing you're going to uncover, Nancy Drew. She is the one who was making it into a mystery, so I don't know what she's bitching about. Porsche girls, Mm. be quiet. (laughs) They're over the black eye too, damn it. Yeah, I know you're over the black eye. Ruby and Chloe, no. Portia asks Marisol who she trusts the least and says Leah because she's thrown her under the bus three times already. Leah seems unbothered by this. And then Giselle gives them 45 minutes to get dressed for the next segment of the day, which is her Mardi Gras dinner. Alexia and Marisol go to the room, which hasn't been cleaned yet and is quite a disaster. Uh, And both admit in their confessionals that this trip has been a lot since they're waking up with each other and going to sleep with each other. Marisol is annoyed at Pepsi because he hasn't had the team come and clean their room and Alexia is telling her enough. The ladies hop on the bus and head to dinner. Leah, Candace, and Heather question whether or not weed is legal in Thailand and find out that it is. Okay, so it's good to know in case I ever go to Thailand. Um, I'm like, let's make a note. You know, somebody tell Jen Aiden too, okay. Um, in the other van, Giselle and Portia discuss the fact that Candace has anxiety from Giselle because of the Chris thing. And I'm sorry, but I agree with Candace here because Giselle had no grounds for what she said about Chris. I just, I never exactly. thought that. We saw it on camera. Um, they sit down to a traditional New Orleans dinner, which looks pretty good for Thailand. I mean, it really did look yeah, like that- New Orleans food. Everything has looked pretty good. The Cuban sandwiches too on the boat looks pretty authentic. Okay. Um, I don't know. He's doing a good job, yeah. Yeah. Candace burps at the table, and Alexia and Marisol are horrified and speak in Spanish about it. Sorry, Giselle. Starts pouring on their dinner, and even though they have umbrellas, they have to get up and move. They go inside and do dances with their umbrellas, which was giving my superstitious Virgo mind a heart attack because they're into Oh, my God. Me, too. I'm like, y'all are inside with umbrellas. Mm-mm. Please shut the umbrellas. Giselle sits them down and says, it's never a Giselle event without some shade. And she proceeds to explain reasonably shady to them. And for those of you that don't watch Potomac, that's her podcast with um, Miss Robin, where they ask questions about whether or not something is reasonable or shady. Or shady. Exactly. Um, And... So Giselle asks if it's reasonable or shady to take the credit for the success of other franchises, especially when yours is canceled. Alexia (laughs) pipes up that it's shady with the question because she knows that it was for her. Um, She said that she wasn't trying to shade Potomac or Salt Lake, but Miami was on before and made a historic comeback again after eight years. Like, she is just Oh, good lord. Exactly. Let it go, honey. I mean, my God. Candace calls out Portia and Giselle for bullying Leah on the boat after a bully question. And Portia completely disagrees and says that Candace is just trying to argue with them. Uh, Giselle then asks if it's reasonable or shady. Give a book a title that you don't believe in. And then we get a flashback to Heather revealing her book, Bad Mormon. Heather says it would be shady. 
Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Whitney then takes this opportunity to call Heather out and ask her where her journey is to leave the Mormon church because it's been inconsistent. And Heather says it's a non-issue, which, which Whitney disagrees with. Uh, Alexia stands up for Heather by saying that sometimes you don't sign the papers in a divorce, but you've walked away a long time ago. Everybody else clearly wants to move on, but Whitney is set on talking about this, and I don't think anybody gives a fuck anymore. Like, who cares? I mean, nobody cares at this point. Nobody cares. The game (laughs) mercifully ends, and they cut the king cake because it's a New Orleans party, and it's supposed to have a lucky baby in it. But there isn't a baby in it, which sounds about right to me. That's very on brand there. Um, On the bus ride back, we learn that Heather has never done anal, which is fascinating. But Whitney, Leah, and Candace have. And their conclusion is that it's hurt, that it hurts. And I have to say, TMI, but I concur. Anyway. I concur, too. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Not from audio. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Whitney goes into the confessional when they get back and says she needs to clarify something. And I guess this is where her loyalty to Heather ends. Three things that Heather lies about are, number one, Heather knows how she got the black eye. Number two, she was never friends with Lisa Barlow. And number three, she never left the Mormon church. And the episode ends. So she completely blasted her on the confessional and said, all right, let's tell the, let's tell the truth about you then, honey. Yeah, and she ate the scorpion too. What a dummy. I know. Well, leave it to Whitney to do both. It's like, girl, you just ate a scorpion for what then? For nothing? For nothing. I know. For nothing. Oh, God. I wonder if they got <sighs> sick from it. I can't. I don't ever want to put a scorpion in my mouth like that. No. Like, no, thank you. Well, that was but, a fun uh, little discussion. It was fun. These four episodes are, they've been hilarious. I look forward to, I think we get six or seven episodes so um yeah we'll just add on we'll add on episode five to uh when we do the recap of joy z which there's a new today's tuesday so we get a new jersey episode today new jersey right yes and so um yeah but this was fun i like that we came in and gave the girls their acknowledgement and flowers yeah i felt that they needed you know they were due a full episode for all of these these moments absolutely definitely there was too much to report Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you very kindly. I am going to self-care and uh, enjoy my spring break. Good, as you should. And I, I also wanted to, I don't, I'm not sure exactly when we're coming back because I'm going out of town on Thursday, but I wanted to wish everybody, all of my my tribe members, a happy Passover and everybody else a happy Easter. And I hope everybody enjoys yeah, the we'll weekends. T- absolutely. We'll be back either this week or next week. But uh, at this point, we're here as I always. Well, I used to say it more, but I don't say it. I haven't said it in a while. This has been East and West where we recap your mess <laughs> or whatever yes, the fuck I do. said. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. All right. I All love right. talking to you. I love talking to you. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.